Welcome to PS Italy Retreats. I'm your host, Gina Marcello, here with my beautiful co-host. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Valerie Raffetto. (laughs) On this week's podcast, we are going to talk about our foodie tour. I know, I can't wait. The foodie tour is scheduled from July 23rd to July 31st, 2021. And why are we doing a foodie tour? Right. Let's talk about why we're doing a foodie tour. So on today's podcast, what we're going to do is talk about why the foodie tour, why Emilia Romagna, what a really Emilia Romagna has to offer, where we're going to go, a little bit about our itinerary, a little bit about each place. Yeah. And also the techniques of making the food that we're actually going to go and taste. Yes. Because that is key. There's a, a lot of things people don't understand or about the way food is made in Italy. Right. And the, and the big differences between the way that food is made in Italy to, compared to the way that food is made in the United States, but well, <laughs> or anywhere else in the world. That's right. Emilia Romagna is really known as the foodie capital of, of the, the world. world. So yeah. you can rest assured that any visit to Emilia Romagna is going to involve food. And it's going to be a tasty one. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Last night, Val and I enjoyed some Parmesan Reggiano cheese. I did bring Genoa salami because I could not find Felino salami anywhere. Yeah, it's not easy to find on this side of the pond. And I also brought some Emilia Romagna water. And that was spectacular. It was spectacular. Yeah. Bottled in the Apennines. That's right. And a little prosciutto. I did. Prosciutto and di Parma. And the good so stuff. Yep. And there's differences in prosciutto as well. We'll talk about that in just a second. Mm. So our foodie tour is all about really appreciating, slowing down, and appreciating good for you and absolutely delicious foods. Right. And it's... So fabulous to be able to walk through these factories where they're making the food and see how clean the factories are and how diligent the employees are. And they do all of this by hand. It's not done by machines. And in most cases, most of the places that we're going, they follow very similar processes. It's very strict Uh, You know, if you want to be prestigious, you need to follow very strict guidelines. There's something the Italians take very seriously, Val. That's right. Their food (laughs) is very serious. It's very serious. It really is. Okay. So our foodie tour, just to highlight, and then we'll go a little more in depth. We're visiting Bologna and the Mortadella factory there. We'll talk a little bit about that. The Brigitte de Parma factory. We're going to have a food tasting, and then we're going to visit a beautiful castle that's got frescoes on every wall. Uh, Carrara Mountain, which I've talked about before. Everybody really needs to see Carrara Mountain. That's right. And we're going to try Lardo di Colonnata. And everybody needs to try that, even though probably all of you are going, Unless you're a true foodie, you know what it is, and you love it. That's right. Uh, we're also going to go on a Felino salami tour. And Felino salami is a very particular type of salami. And, of course, it would not be a P- PS Italy retreats tour if not for the Parmesan Reggiano cheese factory. And that's a fabulous day because then you really get to experience 
Italy like an Italian? Because after the cheese factory, well, first off, you get the tour of the cheese factory and you're the only ones there while they're working. And then you go up the mountain to that rifugio. Right. You have that fabulous meal and you eat with the Italians. They play live music with the accordion and everybody dances. That is fantastic. It is fantastic. (laughs) So our tours, I like to call them retreats. They're more like retreats than tours because we're very small group focused. We're not running you mate like a maniac throughout Italy trying to get you to see for 10 seconds, right? This site so you can see 20 more sites. If you really want to experience Italy like an Italian, you have to slow down and you really need to savor and appreciate the beautiful culture and the foods. If you're a foodie, you understand this. Naturally, you understand it. The only way to really appreciate food is, is to... by eating it. Well, by <laughs> savoring it. Yes. And seeing how it's made. And Right. Seeing how it's made and understanding <clears throat> the love, the care, the ingredients that go into the food. These are foods that are very, very good for you. In many cases, there's only a couple of ingredients that are put into them. So we'll talk about that as we go through each week. So the way that the tours run, and if you've been to vi- visit Italy from the United States, you already know this. When you leave on a Friday, you arrive on a Saturday. That's right, because there's a six-hour difference, and normally in flights, time, in time, and in uh, normally flights leave in the evening, so around five or six or seven o'clock p.m. By the time you get to Italy, it's morning, right? So right. you you really it's really a red eye that you end That's up taking. Right. So you'll go if you're coming from the East Coast, you'll fly out of Newark or LaGuardia. JFK into Milan, arrive at the Malpensa airport. Milan has three different airports. We ask that you fly to Malpensa. Um, usually if the other airports, if you're flying into them or you're given the option, it's because you have a layover. So from U.S. on the East Coast, at least, it is Malpensa. That's right. For a direct flight. For a direct flight. If you end up, for whatever reason, choosing to have a layover and you're going into a different airport, you need to make arrangements to meet us at the Malpensa airport at a specific time so we can all leave together. Yes. Now, we'll we'll pick you up. Everyone will get on the tour bus. So um, there we do have a beautiful air-conditioned tour bus. I want to bring that up because we're not going to be on a school bus. And it's not a massive big bus. They're very comfortable seats. They recline just because we are going to be on the bus a couple of times going to different locations. It's important to be comfortable. That's right. Yes, and please do not picture... um, Ecuador and being on the bus there. I was on a bus once and people were on the roof because there weren't enough spaces (laughs) inside the bus. And my little kids, the smallest was like four, had somebody sitting on him. Oh no! Because there wasn't enough seats. So this lady just sat down on him instead of picking him up and putting him on her lap. No, this is not that. (laughs) This is not that. No. Unless you want that and we'll have my husband sit sit on your lap. We'll have Nanny sit on your lap. That'll be very funny. Oh, yeah. So our tours are very small group. There's it's 20 people or less. 
you're not rushing around. If that is something that you don't really like, then we're probably not a good touring company, you know, not a good yeah, choice if you for wanna you. you want to be going, going, going if, Right, the and you want to see a thousand things in a 24-hour period, we're not the tour for you. That's right. If, however, you really want to savor and come home refreshed, feeling like you had a nice Italian vacation, right. then and, we're the group for you. Also, getting an idea that you actually felt the culture while you were there because one thing this is what I don't like about the bigger tours they try to squeeze way too much in they hit only the big cities and you're just shuffled around from one place to another with all the other tourists and I feel like cattle I I just can't stand it and when I get home it's I'm exhausted Exhausted. I need a vacation from my vacation yes this is Something completely refreshing and different, and different. and I think people need to know to that because it's wonderful. It's, things. It, it is very unique. It's almost like visiting family. Imagine coming to visit family in Italy, and they're keeping you entertained for for eight days. That's right, and you get to visit all these wonderful places yeah. that most people don't ever get to go and visit. Right. Plus, little extra things that you know the tourists do get to visit right or they would want to see so yeah. we we have a little we have both i think we have the best of both worlds that's true so we pick you up we bring you out to the villa the villa is located in the parma region of italy so it's a, an area territory called emilia romagna which is very similar in the way that it looks to tuscany in the U.S., Tuscany just happens to be, I think, the spot to be. Right. It's right? more famous because of, you know, movies under the Tuscan sun and people know Tuscan wines. They tend to not really know Emilia Romagna. And it's a shame because it is. it is as beautiful as Tuscany. And and I, as much as I love all the Tuscan foods, it they, Emilia Romagna does have better food. Better food. <laughs> More, I'm it, it's sorry. got wines and <laughs> right, it's got it entertainment it and it's got beautiful sights. Yes, so, it really does. Yeah. So it's a beautiful part of Italy, northern Italy. Um, and that's where the villa is located. And it's a Liberty style villa. Every person has their own efficiency apartment. If they're doing single occupancy. Yes. If they're coming double occupancy they're sharing an apartment of course double occupancy that yes yeah. thank you Val. so they have uh their own bed or whatever but they are sharing the apartment right or and, two singles yeah and all the apartments are um different sizes so first come first serve right and they have air conditioning yep and during the day, the air conditioning is good but in all honesty because we're up in the mountains at night it gets cool yeah you know you just open your window but you you've ha- got this beautiful you breeze do. and this fresh air and there's not a th- mosquitoes or a no. bunch of flies or something like that. It's interesting because when I first got to Italy, I was like, what is this? Nobody has screens on their windows. <laughs> I could not fathom that. Right. But in the mountains where we are, there are, I mean, it's very rare that there might be a mosquito. It depends if it's a year that there's uh, extreme humidity or something, they might come around a little bit. But usually, I've been there 28 years. I think I've seen mosquitoes three times. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, so. you don't have to use the air conditioning, Not but it's available if you want it. Um, so we have a beautiful week. We settle into our rooms. We come down. We have a nice wine and cheese reception. Say get hello. to meet everybody mm-hmm. and get comfortable with each other. And then we walk down the street, down the cobblestone street, a couple and blocks, and we go right. into town and we enjoy a nice meal together. Yeah, that's really beautiful. 
And the menus are in Italian, so. Well, we're ordering for you, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> you don't have to worry. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, the next day, so everybody gets to relax because a lot of times you are a little jet lagged. So it's nice to take a nice easy yeah, day. Yeah, and it's and nice because you can get in and you can relax in your room, mm-hmm. take a nap if you want, unwind or read in the yard or or go into town, unpack, or you could walk into town. Right. It's only two blocks, and you could check out the stores and mm-hmm. the little bars and restaurants if you like. That's right. Okay, and then Sunday we 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 start with our tours for foodie. And Sunday's one of my favorite days. So I have to say, <laughs> and I if have you've a hard been listening to like our all these days, if you've been listening to us, you've heard this before: the Parmesan Reggiano Cheese Factory and live music and live music. It just makes now, it so worth the it. Parmesan Reggiano cheese, and you know, of this region is of a particular type. They have to follow strict guidelines with how they make it. The animals are raised in this in Parma region. You can't have an animal raised for the milk in another part of Italy. They have to eat that grass, drink that water. That's right. They have to be fed certain things. They're not allowed to be eating corn and all that gross stuff that Mm -mm. we feed our cows here. And that is true with all of the foods in Italy. Because they are so strict with their guidelines, if your food is labeled of a particular region, you do need to follow the guidelines of that region. And whatever it is, is a cheese or a meat, the animals should come from that area if it's of high quality. And that's right. It's all high quality. If it's, yeah. So we do that. You get to see a room full of cheese. Six million dollars worth of cheese wheels. There are 14 thousand cheese wheels on these shelves you know, it's a sight to see honest it's dumbfounding it is and and the thing that really mind boggles a person is when you think back to maybe even just 30 years ago when they didn't have a machine to help them oh. take those things off of the shelves turn it they're so it heavy has right? to be turned mm-hmm. like every other day or so to help with the air bubbles inside of it and dust it off mm-hmm. and they used to do that all by hand and they're like 20 feet high yeah it's incredible it's amazing it really is amazing and then we go into the shop and you can buy some cheese stuff it in your luggage bring it and home bring it with home you because it's, it's shrink wrapped shrink wrapped and yeah. i and i Great prices. I always say I'm going to bring some home. I end up eating it. It's just how it is. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and then we're going to go and we'll have a beautiful lunch with live dancing and locals. It's really just live music. Live music. Sorry. What did I say? Live live dancing. (laughs) Well, they're actually robots. They're not alive, right? (laughs) No. With all the locals dancing. And they're still alive. Yep. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Um, yeah, and so that's a great day. That's a fabulous On day. Monday, we're going to the city of Bologna to tour the Mortadella factory. Yeah, Mortadella is what we think of as bologna. And here, okay. bologna is nothing like Mortadella. All right, let's, so bologna tastes like nothing, and it's and it rubbery. And it smells like nothing. Right, and it's rubbery. But they got the idea from Mortadella. Mortadella comes from Bologna, which is B-O-L-O-G-N-A, which is baloney for us, right? Right. That's where that whole thing came from. The idea from. came from there, but Mortadella but is Mortadella much more favorable. Mortadella is so much better for your health. It is made with fabulous ingredients, and they um, their pieces of Mortadella can be 
over 200 pounds. So it's like seeing a person lying on a That's crazy. table. It's crazy. But the ingredients are incredible. They put in um, pistachio shavings and peppercorn and, of course, the pork. And they use a specific fat from the throat of the pig, which is very, very good for your brain. Mm -hmm. So when you slice this, the slices are usually bigger than your head, Mm -hmm. but very, very paper thin. Now, why paper thin? Because it allows for more flavor and more aroma to escape from the meat so that when you put it on your palate, it it just tingles your taste buds. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I know, it's interesting. And we're, we're going to go and taste the mortadella, watch how it's made, learn about mortadella. Um, you know, meats, sausages, cured meats, they're obviously um, what the Italians have been eating for hundreds of years. Thousands. Thousands of since years. Since the Thank Romans. Yes, yeah, since been the eating Romans. these things, yep. And Bologna is where you get bolognese from. So after we do our tour, we're going to have a nice lunch, and you can order bolognese. You and could try order whatever you'd like. You can have this bolognese in Bologna. Lunch is not included, but you right. definitely want to order something typical of Bologna. And what else? We were telling me about about there's a particular there's a meat ravioli ah, that yes. they make with the mortadella. They stuff it with mortadella, but not they don't slice it off of the the chunk of mortadella and stuff it in there they slice and then grind it again to make it like chopped meat and then they do all their seasoning with the parmesan cheese and all that and then they stuff it inside the pasta it is phenomenal oh my god so that is going to be a great day and we'll get the opportunity to see some of bologna bologna has the um oldest university in, in the, the world, world. Yep. and one of the world's largest churches which is a phenomenon massive yeah so it's it'll be a very interesting sight to see and then bologna is actually a very beautiful town and covered in porticos, porticos. yeah and porticos for those of you that don't know are just the extension of the building that um, arches over the sidewalk and is open space and then the storefronts are just in, you know, inside the sidewalk. So as you're walking down the block, you don't really even need an umbrella because you're covered by the building above you. Right. It's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Just arch after arch after arch after arch. Mm. It's, it's breathtaking. It is breathtaking. So that's going to be a wonderful day. The following day, we're going to the Brujuda de Parma factory. So Val, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. So that is in Langhirano, which is in the province of Parma. And prosciutto is made from the hind legs of the pigs. The pigs can only be raised in 11 regions of the 22 in Italy. Oh, and I want to say this. Not all brujuta is made the same. Brujuta de Parma is the best. I have to just say it is the best. I love it. It's savory and it's sweet. And it's not tough. No. A lot of prosciuttos end up getting kind of hard to chew. Right. And they're all processed differently, especially in the United States. Like they sell a brujuta, but it's not a brujuta de Parma. There's a 
big difference in the quality and the ingredients and in the taste. You need to read the label with all of the foods that we're talking about. That's right, because prosciutto of Parma has very, very strict guidelines. It cannot earn the the branding of that crown, mm-hmm. which says it's the prosciutto of Parma without an inspector coming in after the process of everything. They go into the prosciutto factory. They have a filed uh, shin bone from a horse. They use this bone because it's very porous and it's filed to a point and they stick it in five uh, very important places of the prosciutto and smell it. Now, the reason they do that is if they stick this bone in, it captures the smell of the meat. If it smells sweet like it's supposed to, then that gets the crown of the prosciutto di Parma. If it doesn't, it doesn't mean that the, the meat has gone bad. It just means it's not up to snuff mm-hmm. with what they do. Mm-hmm. And they'll sell it as prosciutto, but not with the crown on it. So it's sold for a lesser cost. Mm-hmm. And um, and, yeah. and all the things that, you know, the the air, the type of air that's there, because the meats are dried with the air. That's and right. even though they have renovated and upgraded, they still do pump in air from the area. And I know the first time I heard that, I thought, that's so weird. What does the air have to do with it? Yeah, well, they're in the hills, and they have to be no higher than like 900 meters. And that is because the sea is not far from there, and they don't want to be too high because then the salt air from the sea can't get over the mountains. Right. And they need that salt air to help with the flavor of the meat. And the ingredients that they have for the prosciutto is the the pork, mm-hmm. the sea salt, the air, and time. And time, I mean months. It right. takes at least 12 months. Patience. Yes, 18 or 24 months, depending on the quality that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Of course, the longer it hangs and dries, the more flavorful it becomes. But prosciutto di Parma is always slightly salty, but certainly not salty like the prosciutto we get here. And it's also sweet. And I'm not mm. sure how they are able to f- get that just I don't, it's so. It's just so. It really it's is really just so. Amazing. And then I love to wrap it in Parmesan Reggiano cheese. And it's so tender. It is. Yeah. So... If you're a foodie, you probably already know this, but all... And your mouth is drooling. Right, your mouth is drooling, (laughs) and you will learn even more and appreciate it even more. And, you know, there... In the United States, we're not really taught to have a a palate that can appreciate the nuance of different types of meats, especially, and cheeses. Also because our foods here are so highly over-processed that it loses the flavor that is naturally in the food. Yes. So it's harder to appreciate. That's true. Mm. Um, So we'll do that. We're going to have a lovely lunch on premises. Try the meats, try the cheeses, have some wine. And we said we were going to visit the castle. Yes. Which has beautiful frescoes. You'll definitely need your camera for that. The following day is a free day. 
which you can spend in Bedonia. So maybe we we'll talk a little bit about uh, there's that. There's lots or to do. Or you can leave. It's up to you. <clears throat> yeah, if you want, you could hop a train and go wherever you'd like. But the reason we give a free day, and I think you should take it hanging out in our town, is because <laughs> it's just so different than anywhere else you can go. When you go to a city, it's fanat- it's fran- uh, frenetic. Frenetic. Right. Yeah, that was not coming to me. Um, you just feel rushed and everything. But in Bedonia, you go downtown and there's the bread shop and then you go to the next one and it's the fruit and vegetable store mm. and then you go to the next shop and it's uh, the butcher shop and then there's like a little kitchen store and you get all little cute tchotchke things. Right. They're and bars, but they're not bars like we have bars. They're actually um, little coffee shops, right. but they also offer right. booze if you want it. But people sit there and people watch and chat with their friends. And it's such an enveloping feeling mm-hmm. to be folded into that culture yeah. Even just by sitting there and taking the time to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. You could rent e-bikes. You could. And or you go could. up through the hills. Yep. There's just a lot of little things that there's, we could do and we're happy to hiking. offer hiking, offer you suggestions. You can walk to the river. They have this wonderful uh, swimming hole that has a stone beach and a little tiny bar where you can get refreshments and the water is crystal clear and you can jump off the rocks into the water mm-hmm. it just depends on you like what you yes. might want to do or There's what you're feeling like you doing swim in um, the, public the train is not far we can always help you with that as well um, that's right if you wanted to leave you know f- we could go to Cinque Terre it's a train ride it's not terrible to get there and that's it, right yeah. there's lots of little, yeah, little things, things that could, could be done Spezia. there's all kinds of things to do um, and then, then the following day, we're going to go to Carrara Mountain. And that is spectacular. And a lot of people think, just like you, Gina, <laughs> I don't want to go there. Why do I want to see a marble mountain? First off, just driving by this marble mountain is incredible. Well, you'll see it in the distance. I always thought there was snow on it, <laughs> which <laughs> and, just is like, I guess I'm a little ditzy. It's I th- summer and there's snow I'm on like, that mountain. I'm like, how is there snow on that mountain? But it's marble. It's the marble. It's yeah. the stone. It's white and yeah. in certain sections. It's actually different shades. So if you know, you'll, you'll learn about Carrara Mountain. But And the marble Carrara comes in different grades. So the pure white is the most expensive. And which, that's what Dave, uh, what uh, Michelangelo used for the David and many of his other statues. And that, 400 years ago, was quite a feat trying to get a huge block of marble, and they did it by hand. Out of now, that they do it with cave. machines. But and can you imagine rolling it down the no. mountain and putting on it on logs? Yeah, oh. but it's gorgeous, amazing. So we go inside the caves. You, you see, see how they mine it, and um, and then you get to go to the top of the mountain, oh, which is the the view from above spectacular is amazing because the mountain is near the sea you have to remember they rolled these huge blocks of marble down the mountain to boats so that so they could import transport them or it. transport right. them in so other places on top you can see the the um, the what do you call it i'm sorry the sea yeah the Mediterranean. The Mediterranean, the port. I meant the port. You okay. can see the port. And then there are all there are all beaches that run along that area. So we're going to do that tour. We're going to go try called um, Lardo di Calanata. And that is something that all of That's you are probably lunch. going to 
cringe because it is lard, but it is something that for many years I wouldn't even try because I thought that's disgusting, but it is incredible. They have um, these marble vats that they get, the marble from the Carrara Mountain, and they season the lard in chunks with certain spices, and they age it in these vats, and then they slice it like prosciutto, and they serve it on little toasty bread. It's delicious. It's incredible. Incredible. It melts in your mouth. And of course, the bread is fresh bread. I mean, it's just a lovely... And then there's wine. And then there's wine. And then after we do that, we're going to go down to the beach. And then you've got time to sit on the beach and relax and enjoy the sea. And what's really cool is the perspective that you have because you were up on the top of that mountain looking down at the sea and now you're sitting at the beach. Looking up. Looking back at the mountain behind you, which is a backdrop that is... It's beautiful. Amazing to see. It's a great great day. So, so Gina, I just want to point out that you had been to Bedonia several times (laughs) and never wanted to go do that tour. And one time she said to me, why would I want to go to a mine? I mean, that just doesn't seem interesting at all. I'm in Italy. Right. Right. Yes. But her girlfriend said, oh, no, that sounds like fun. I'd love to do it next year. So the following year they came back and her friend Nancy said, come on, I really want to do this day. And Gina was like a sport and said, okay. I mean, she really <laughs> didn't want to do it, but all right, I'll You're go. You're throwing me under the bus, I Val. threw you under the bus. No, but then you went and you were so Oh, I, and I, I was so excited. I, and that's why that's part of our tours. I'm like, people have, if they come, they have to see this. And the Lardo di Colonata as part of the food tour, I think is important. And we'll talk more about what that is in the history of that particular delicacy. Yeah, and other things that you can do with it. It's just really enhancing. It is enhancing. In your life, yeah. And that's a great day. And then uh, the following day, we're going to Felino to the Felino Salami Factory. Now, there are, as I said, over 300 different kinds of salami. So maybe, Val, you can talk a little bit about that, about... Well, every region has their idea of the perfect ingredient for their salami. And all the different salamis have a different flavor depending on what you put in it. And the different process for making them. A different process. Because the ingredients are different. And not that they're not good because they're definitely, all of them are very good. They are. Yeah. But we picked Bellino salami because it is in our region they have very strict guidelines. The food, the salami is spectacular. It's almost impossible to get Felino salami in the United States, too. That's right. I mean, you can. It's hard. Maybe they, if you go to like an Italian specialty, specialty mm. shop, you could get it. It'd be very expensive. Now, Felino salami, now you have to be careful when you read the ingredients with salami as the same thing with the cheeses. Or and, anything else. And anything else. Italian foods and the salamis are very good when they're using all natural ingredients and they're not including a lot of nitrates. So this particular salami is made with pork, the fat also, salt, pepper, and white wine. Did I miss anything? No. No. And then they have some, you know, seasonings. Yes. They put, well, salt and peppercorn are seasonings. They 
they, it, what's interesting about this particular salami, and a lot of people think, why is that all lopsided? Because when you're looking at the salami, it's fatter at the bottom and thinner at the top. And that is specific. When you get a salami and it's disproportionated in its shape and not a cylindrical right. exact tube, that's felino salami. Right. So and it's know. tied. They have the rope that they it's tie it. They have to score it on the outside so that it breathes the air. And and then this, um, all the salamis, while they're hanging, they, they hang for like three months until it's aged. Um, it gets this little kind of layer of white powder on the outside of it. And that actually is mold. Hmm. And people think, mold? Ew, yuck. I don't want to eat mold. But you don't eat the mold. But... For some reason, because the skin that they slide it into, the casing, is porous, the mold is able to mellow the flavors so that they are the right um, mixture for your tongue. Okay. They taste better. Yeah. Uh, If you don't want to have that on your salami, you can use a little cloth with white vinegar and rub it off. But... You don't eat the skin anyway. That gets peeled away. And But I think it's important to stress, not all salami is the same. Not all salamis are created equal. They're not. <laughs> they're not. No. There's some that are just, they don't, they might be flavorful, but they're made with machines and they have tons of nitrates in them. This is not that right you know and, and you of have course to, there there are machinery used yes of insert, course but there's a lot the, of handmade yes things a lot of handmade on. things yeah. and putting it together so that didn't mean that so that uh the felino we're doing that and then we'll have the opportunity to go to a vineyard and that is also included that's right down the street and this vineyard has this beautiful terrace right overlooking their um their fields of grapes and we'll have a chance to taste the different wines and and taste the different cured meats of the area, including Felino salami. And we'll just enjoy our little meal and the view That's while right. we're there. And then the next day is departure. Oh, Boo. And hopefully you bought cries. enough meats and cheeses and you stuff them in your suitcase and bring them home for their friends and family to enjoy. Yes, <laughs> except you're not really supposed to bring the meats home. Oh. Uh, but I didn't you know, just say that. I'm no, sorry. No, you're not allowed. But I guess well, if then you're, eat them there. That's right. But the cheese, you definitely are allowed, and it's great to bring home as a as a you know little token of remembering your trip and tasting it along the way. I mean, a big chunk of cheese can go a long way, and it can last quite a while. Not in my house. In, <laughs> and well, you know what's nice? Some people come and they might buy three or four kilos. That's right. two point two pounds each piece. Right. And they're shrink-wrapped, so they can stay in the fridge for months right. if you don't open them. You see, we really like Parmesan yes, and cheese, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> well, I bring, I bring like six of them back every time I come, and then I have it for the six months that I'm here, right. one a month. Right. So that's our, our foodie tour. If you're interested in joining us or learning more, we invite you to uh, visit our website, www.psitalyretreats.com. And of course, if you haven't uh, joined us on our Facebook page at PS Italy Retreats, every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we host a live Italian conversation. It's me and Val and Val's husband, Giancarlo, who is right now, he's in Italy. He That's flew right. back a couple weeks ago. We call him Manny. We call him Manny. 
and we would love to hear from you. We want to thank you for listening. Val, do you anything else? I just want to say I can't wait to see you all come to Italy. There are lots of different tours to choose from, and this one's one of the better ones in spa oh they're all week. great they're, they're all great we have spa week we have the writing workshop foodie tour vineyard wine tour classic culinary cooking and live and like a live medici. like a medici Which i can't wait to do that <laughs> because you young lady are actually a descendant of the medici family that's so what that's we've been really told cool. i know that is cool that is yeah. so neat all so right. it, it's gonna be neat and if you want more detail on this specific foodie tour in in the near future, we're going to have just all the topic of each day. Oh, I ha- one it's there. The itinerary is already on the site. No, but no, we're no. going to have a podcast oh. of each day in full to explain the we'll process more of the mortadella and, and what we're going to see yes. in below. So, and, and even if like you that. don't join us, we, we thank you. Uh, you. Don't join us on our tours. We appreciate that you're listening. Thank you for following along on this journey. That's right. And get to Italy, even if it's not with us, because it is the place to be yes it will change your perspective that's on food on life on what's really important thanks for joining us ciao ciao tutti